on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the Clubhouse. G'day everyone, welcome to the Clubhouse. Great to have your company as we talk all things golf. Masters, not too far away. Mm. We'll get stuck into that very, very shortly. A little bit of a preview from Mark Allen, who's here in the studio. Hey, Marco. Nice to see you, Jules. You're looking well. You're back on the course. Down to five yet? No, still What's the six. handicap? Still at six. Come on. Nearing seven. We're going to have to get a <laughs> game in soon, way. lad. We're going to get a game we in do. soon. Yes, we do. Uh, all eyes overseas at the uh, moment. Well, well the, the WGC Dell match play in Austin, Texas is underway. It is. Uh, but the headlines down here was Jason Day, uh, three down after six, pulling out his mother uh, having cancer and having mm-hmm. an operation on the Friday. Uh, was the reasoning. I'll tell you what, there's a guy called Tony Finau who was the first emergency who would have loved to have played. Mm-hmm. So there is that in the background of this situation. It, it's a hard situation to have. I mean, you don't just get cancer. I mean, that's, you know, you get diagnosed with cancer. You get diagnosed with these diseases. Uh, certainly the surgery was on the Friday. But, you know, it's funny. At the start of the week, he seemed like he was in – Jason was in very good spirits. Yeah, I mean, when we, when we heard the news, Marco, during the week, yeah. it was the same day in the paper – that there was a story from Jason Day talking about how he was going to be rooming with a buddy and how much fun he was going to have. He was going to be playing Call of Duty and um, playing yeah, with Nick know, Watney and uh, drinking Mountain Dew and eating pizza and abusing twelve-year-olds yeah. on the PlayStation. And then yeah. the same day, it's uh, obviously got the better of him. And I mean, our thoughts go out to Jason Day, and we hope that his mother can uh, can get through. Yep, and uh, hope the surgery was successful. Um, but yeah, disappointing. Um, Absolutely, disappointing. and look, I understand all that, but. You know, the, in the in the background of all this, and you you don't want to be cold heart or anything like that. And we understand the situation that Jason finds himself in. But questions will be asked once again about Jason um, and how often he's pulling out of tournaments or or not turning up, particularly at the start of the week. You know, at the start of the week when you start saying how much fun you're about to have. And then later on, well, maybe in that the was week, just a routine yeah. to try and overcome it, Marco. Yeah, but you know, I'll touch on Tony Finau sitting on the first tee, wanting to play. It's a WGC event. Yep, get some experience playing some of the best players in the game, and maybe progress and win a tournament like a WGC. Jason finds himself three down after six, and pulls the plug. And says the reason I'm doing it is because my mum is having an operation on Friday. You know, I understand that emotion can get you. Yeah, and it can get to you at different times. Um, but I wonder about his mindset and 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 the way he thinks on a golf course. Yeah, I reckon you're being a bit harsh, Marco. Yeah, my, uh, my personal opinion. I reckon you're being a bit harsh. Yep. I, I don't think you he could quite probably understand how emotional he might have been when he was not knowing in advance how emotional he would have been on the course if if it actually started to to have an effect on him. And I I think he probably had the best intentions to go out there and play and and try and yeah. get through and play, you know, and and honor his his mum and and play mm. for her and hope he was probably thinking 
I can play and this will really motivate me to do well because yeah. he came out in his press conference and said, she is the reason that I've, I'm yeah. where I okay. am today. Well, look, and maybe he wanted to use that as that motivation may, and inspiration. And then when he got out on the course, it was just too much for him. That may well be the case. And Tony Finau tweeted afterwards. He said, because yeah. there was a, a few people saying the same thing as what you're oh, saying. There's a lot right of now. people. There is a, a yeah. lot of people saying the same thing. And he tweeted, to clear up any dispute, absolutely no hard feelings to Jason Day. My thoughts and prayers to him and his family at this time. Hashtag yeah. cancer sucks. Yeah. Just a little bit more background to this tournament. Once upon a time, a match play event, if you lost the first round, it meant you were out. It's not so with this WGC match play. Uh, there are groups of four. I think there's eight. Uh, I think there's more. I think there's 16 groups of four. Uh, and you can actually lose the first round and, and continue on to win. So it's not like Jason was going to lose the first round and he was out regardless. He had two more games to play. Um, look, I... All, all I'm, all I'm saying, Jules, is that this is in the background. Mm. We understand how cancer affects people, yeah. but in the background, you know, the lights are on Jason Day, and, we, and people are watching, and we know that you know he's, uh, he's had illness in his family before, and he's pulled out before, but um, you know, at some stage, if you, if your mum, and you're worried about the cancer situation on the Friday. Uh, maybe it's best not to play at all. Mm. Maybe it's not, maybe that's the best cause is not to play at all, and just to be with your mum and be with her at the hospital regardless. Other than p- playing in a tournament, becoming emotional when you're three down after six and pulling out. And like he's up on the telly now as we speak, and there are tears. Mm. I mean, he is he is emotional. Clearly, it, it's upset him. But as a sports person who was once a golfer and was, you know, emergencies at times, <laughs> nothing. There's nothing worse. There is nothing worse when somebody who knows something's in the background, whether it's an injury or a member of the family who's a bit crook, to pull out early in their round when you're sitting there ready to go. There's nothing worse than that, also. So I, I, I from a, from a golfer's point of view, I see what's happened here from both sides. We'll tick off Jason in this occasion. But let's hope uh, that sort of stuff doesn't happen too many, too many more times. One, getting sick. Two, pulling out tournaments when there are people ready to go. Do you reckon you'll be able to play at the Masters? Don't know. Don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We, I mean, he's an emotional kid, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play. Yep. Would it surprise you if Jason didn't play after um, this episode? I would. I'd like to see him. I really would like to see him yep. play, and I'd love to see him do really well. Yeah, I'd love to see him win and it for his mum. I think it'd be a great story if he like, came back and, you know and was what? able to do it. You don't have to win it for your mum. You just go out and play for your mum. Yeah, you know, you, you, you can do that too. You, don't, you just have to try hard for your mum. Yeah, do everything. All those do everything right in Masters Week for your mum. You can do that too. Yeah, you can do that every week. Um. Anyway, we wish the Day family the very very best and uh, Jason gets on top of this his mum gets on top of this hopefully fingers crossed uh, and we move on from this situation but look it's a good it's a, it's a fabulous tournament I really enjoy watching the match play yeah it's a great it's one good, it's I'm, a good format isn't it I'm glad there is a WGC You'll, look, I, we're never going I, I don't think so anyway we're never going to go back to a major that has match play involved but they have a WGC so that you know a really high focus um all the best players playing, well, I, th- I think that's fantastic. I think it's great. And to have a match play event in those, 
just magnificent. Golf's doing yep. well. Let's move on. Uh, Mark Leishman. Fantastic win. Just a just a magnificent win. Yeah, one of the one of the great things about this kid, uh, and it wasn't his victory, but one of the most iconic pictures we now have in Australian sport is Adam Scott yeah. fist pumping. It is a great photo on it? the seventy second hole. So Adam Scott had just made a birdie on the seventy second hole to pretty much what he thought was going to win. He's going to win, or yeah. he's going to be in the playoff at the very least. And in the background of that picture, you've got a young Mark Leishman. Yep. When I say young, you know, twenty something Mark Leishman. With a fist pump. Yeah. So the focus is on Adam Scott with a come on Aussie mm-hmm. type pose. <laughs> and in the background of this iconic photo is Mark Leishman going, yes. Finally, come we're on get Aussie. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he, he was as wrapped for Adam. And, yeah. you know, to Australians down here with the history that we've had at Augusta, which is basically Greg Norman yeah. losing every second year. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to get across the line. To have him win this tournament, you know, again, you know, Twitter does Twitter. Twitter is very, very good for news and and fantastic for situations like this. To see all the love coming through the Australian golfer love for Mark Leishman was enormous, just fantastic. And uh, yeah, he's he's an unusual character in that he's he's unaffected. By his fame, mm-hmm. I think he's won six times now around the world, twice on the U.S. tour. He's won everywhere. He's so unaffected; it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Now we saw him at the Masters a couple of years ago with his wife sick, uh, and he was in the Masters, pulled out before the tournament started, um, and dedicated you know the next couple of months to getting his wife back on track and yep. and all the rest of it. Absolutely brilliant. He he doesn't seem to have missed a step. Coming back from that, because you know you have the two weeks off or two months off or whatever it was back when that situation happened, uh, to get over that, you know, a really close person like that in your life getting through our battle. Now she's pregnant; they're about to have their third kid. Um, to see them all run onto the 18th green as well, uh, <laughs> and a tournament like yeah. the Palmer event. I mean, Jason Day was the defending champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him to go and win uh, in such a big one, because you know, when Jason won, it was a big one because there was concerns for Arnie. Yep. Might have been his last. Uh, the very next year, we've got another Australian winning a big event when, it, you know, Arnold for the very first time wasn't around. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon, you know, the eagle putt was one thing. And if you haven't seen it, guys, he just a drive and a nine iron, yeah. 171 yards, mm-hmm. which is about 155 metres. Uh, he pulled it and he had about a 70 footer, I'm going to say. Yep. Up a hill, 60 or 70 footer. And that one went right in the middle of the hole. Yep. And then on 17 and 18 to guts it out, get up and down up from and two. Down on 18. Tricky spots. Yeah. Tricky spots. Yeah. Have we got time? Have we got a little bit of time? Yeah. Because that par three, you know, 17, you just can't land the ball anywhere near the pin because it's going to go in the back on that green. Everyone knows it. The commentators know it. The people who have been watching there know it. He holds a 60 footer for eagle to mm-hmm. get in front. Mm-hmm. He gets on that green. He's not a silly player. He's probably taken a club short. He understands that you have to land on the front of the green and get it going. You know, adrenaline, we always hear about adrenaline. That ball landed past the pin. Yeah. So he didn't factor the adrenaline in, and he has a really tough up and down from the back trap. Well, it looked tough on the TV anyway. Um, and for him to calm that or quell 
that adrenaline. You can't really get rid of it. Mm. For him to quell the adrenaline um, and get up and, and hit a beautiful bunker shot, really. That he actually hit the bunker shot too well and had the six-footer. The six-footer goes straight in the hole. And then he hits a bad drive on 18. The layup across the water was a really tough shot. Yeah. You could take the easy way out and go across the water and into a bunker and leave yourself a horrible shot with water in the background and a big curving you know, once the ball lands, when you're cutting across a bunker shot, it's going to spin right and run right, and you've got no control over the ball whatsoever. But his layup from the rough, that was a thing of beauty. Yeah. To get it 10 yards just over, uh, right in the right spot in front of the green, and then chipped to three foot. He felt like the three foot of, looked like, felt like six foot to him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> from the hole, that one right in the middle as well. Just guts. Yeah, clutch. It was clutch. Clutch, good term. And I think, I think one of the things that, um, I've noticed watching a lot more golf over the last few years mm. is that these champion players on the back nine on a Sunday, when you talk about adrenaline, yeah. the players who can harness that and understand their game and where their adrenaline and to be able to adjust their game yeah. in such a way that you talk about he had a nine iron in uh, and to, be, yeah. to not, he, he hit it past because he had so much adrenaline, Marco. Yeah. And, to be able to come out and these players who can guts it out on the back nine and know their game so mm. well that they can yeah. harness that adrenaline, I think it's fascinating on a Sunday. Yeah, no, it's the best time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, one of the great sayings, of course, is that all the tournament starts on the back nine. Mm. I mean, that was probably coined at Augusta. Yep. But it, it counts for every single tournament anywhere in the world, whether it's a junior tournament or you know yeah. an Australian tour event or a tournament like the Arnold Palmer Invitational. The back nine is when the jockeying for position is over, and now it is time to win. Mm. And when you get a when you get a present like a Christmas present wrapped up like a sixty foot eagle putt <laughs> uh, on the third last hole, and that rockets you to one in front, that's when you actually have to start using your brain a little bit more because there is adrenaline running through your body, like like a like a lion is chasing you in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just get this. It's fear and excitement. All in one package. Yeah. How good. And you've got to deal with it. Yeah. You've got two holes to show us how, how you deal with it. And it's, it's brilliant to watch. We'll see it in two weeks, Marco. And Augusta. Oh, mate, cannot wait. Can't Ooh. wait for Augusta. We're going to get to a break. We're going to preview it next. We're going to go an early preview. Beautiful. two weeks out. Next week might be a little bit closer. We'll, have, we'll go a little bit more in depth. Mm. But I want to get your early thoughts on Augusta. Let's after go. This. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is The Clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well in prime golfing season. It's as exciting as it gets right now, Mark. Yeah, it we does. Are less than two weeks out from the Masters. Just had a good look at some of the best players in the world playing in Austin, Texas as well. Yep. Um, all roads lead to Augusta. Ooh, you yeah. know that. And uh, we've got another player there after Mark Leishman has a win last week. And he so. plays there well, too. <laughs> he does. Excuse yeah. me. Um, we, we, we've seen him play well in majors before. Yeah. That, you know, when, when he, I think he shot 66. Um, the way I remember, he played very, very well on Saturday. And it would have been so easy. This is the year that Adam Scott won Augusta. It would have been so easy for him to just disappear, but he didn't. He played fantastic mm. golf that day. Adam Scott just outplayed him. Yeah. Completely outplayed him. We remember that leaderboard. Day. We had Scott, Day, and Leishman yeah, up there. Ridiculous. And, we and everyone's just thinking, surely this year. Yeah. <laughs> surely. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, can he win at Augusta? Yes, he can. Right. One is the winning feeling is important going into any tournament. I mean, there are players who know they can win, and there are probably players, a lot of golfers who need 
to have a win just recently to actually prove to them that they can win these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you got people like Ben Crenshaw. You know, he won a couple of Masters, and the second one he won, he, it was a win out of nowhere. But he was just a believer. I don't think Mark Leishman, even though he's, in my view, a much more complete golfer than Ben Crenshaw ever was. Yeah. But Ben had this winning feeling. He was a winner mm. growing up. You know, everything he did Makes touched the gold. Absolutely. And winning came natural, naturally to him uh, in his own country. Um, but I reckon the win two weeks ago will do more for Mark Leishman's chances than probably his game at Augusta. He can move the ball either way. Left to right, right to left. He has the distance, and this is important, at Augusta to turn the ball around the corners with a three-wood. It's really hard. I mean, if you are not a bomber of the ball, um, when you're trying to draw a ball around corners with a driver, that can, you know, in practice it's pretty easy, but under the gun, with that adrenaline we were talking about a little while ago, to be able to do that at 14 and some of the other golf holes where you really are required to hit a draw, um, at a lot of the golf holes, uh, that that's tough. With a three-wood, you can get away with a bit. You know, you can hit one a little off the toe and it's still going to get the job done. You can try and turn a three-wood and comes off the heel a little bit and it'll basically basically get the job done. But you need the distance to be able to, to do it. Otherwise, you're forced to hit a driver and try and turn it around yeah. corners because, um, you know, it's a funny place. Not many of the short hitters have ever done it. That's, that's why some of the... Uh, left hand, the lefties, uh, they've had a great run at Augusta with the new equipment and the new ball to be able to fade it around 14 and a few of the other holes like that. Like uh, we see Mickelson, you know, famously had two drivers in the bag a couple of times um, playing at Augusta. We've seen Bubba Watson do it. Uh, we've seen, you know, it's, it's just an easier way to play. Yep. And an easier way to, to hit the ball right to left is if you're a left-hander. But Leishman, getting back to the point that we started with, he has the length they hit the three wood around the corners, yeah. as as do some of our other players. So that's fantastic. The most important one is he's got the magic touch with the putter. Oh yeah, and we we've we've seen that too. There was a you know there's a few cases at the Open Championship where you know he was really under pressure and and, and did very well. I mean he failed in the playoff, but um, to get into the playoff he did fantastically well uh, in that situation. Um, and we've seen it at Augusta, whole clutch putts. Mm-hmm. So he, he's got the game at Augusta to do extremely well. Uh, but, you know, like everybody, a good start is required. I don't think he's going to shoot the low scores on the weekend. I think it's a lot harder yep. and a, lot more, a hell of a lot more to expect from someone like uh, Mark Leishman, who's not a perennial winner. Let's have a look at some of the favourites, Marco, yep. going into next week. And you can tell me why they can or can't win it and why their game will suit. Yeah. Bit of an early preview. The first one I want to talk about is Jordan Spieth. How yeah. nightmarish is he going to be thinking about this course in that 12th hole, <laughs> about what happened here? Well, ridiculous situation. I think he's over it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure his game is in the right place, not from uh, the evidence I've seen anyway. Not from that evidence. I mean, I've, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen Jordan hit the ball a hell of a lot better. Like so much better yeah. than what he is at the moment. Um, the putting's still there inside him somewhere, but it's not the he's not the same putter we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because he has to use the driver to turn it around these corners, um, yeah, there, there's the question mark. Yeah, the question mark is right there. Uh, Jordan is a very good player. His game is not in the same spot that it was when he won two, you know, the first two majors of the year back in, you know, whenever it was when he when he won the Gusta 
uh, and then went on to win the U.S. Open. He's he's not the same place. No. Some you know he's still a top five player in the world or a top ten player in the world, but you know a, a turnaround of form is required for him to win at Augusta. Rory McIlroy, Marco. Uh, anything's possible. With this yeah, character, I reckon he's a, I reckon he's my pick. He can do it all. Yeah. Um, and you know he's he he's got the luxury. Of probably the week before or the two weeks before Augusta is just to really work on that putting and get yeah. it get it into the right place, get his stroke absolutely perfect, um, find a golf course that has greens running at thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. and get get in the right zone to get going because he's hitting from one week to the next is brilliant. What I saw last week uh, at the Arnold Palmer event, his wedges are dialed in, his wedges were just magnificent were yeah. on that last day, yeah. so. Yeah, you know, that that was. I used to think it was a bit of a weakness that his wedge game wasn't you know anywhere near Dustin Johnson's game, for instance. Yeah. His wedge game is just phenomenal, phenomenal at the moment. But um, clearly, some work's been done. I don't think he can go from where he was to where he uh, where he well, well at least how he looked in round four at Arnold Palmer's event. Mm-hmm. So look, uh, the driver is a weapon. Uh, his wedges are starting to resemble a weapon. Yes. And if he does the right thing before the tournament and works on the chipping and the putting and gets that in the zone, has his break, is fresh on Thursday, does it like all the good players, you know, they yeah. go and play their practice rounds the week before and, you know, they fly and play one nine, fly and play the other mm-hmm. nine. During the week, they might only play nine holes each day uh, and just get set for, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a trek. Yeah. It is a trek four rounds at Augusta under pressure you've got to be fresh on Thursday I think you can, I, I'll guarantee you'll be fresh on Thursday they all know the recipe now as far as uh, tapering for Augusta um, and yeah he's got all the shots and should be should be pretty should be pretty complete yeah. by Thursday of the Masters week before we get to Dustin Johnson who's next on the list yeah. how taxing is it on the body this course because you talk about tapering off and yeah. making sure that you're right not only mentally Mark yeah but physically as well. How taxing is it? Well, anxiety, we, we know anxiety is a, is a killer in all sports, yeah. probably in a lot of forms of life too. If you have a high anxiety, um, you feel drained. Mm. Well, there's no more anxious week <laughs> in the world of golf than a week at Augusta. Yeah. Um, particularly when, you know, there's a bit of, you know, there'll be a focus on Rory and yeah. him winning at Augusta. He needs yeah. to win at Augusta. You know, he's won a PGA. He's won he a, has. He's won an Open. He's won a US Open. Mm-hmm. He needs that Masters to complete Kept the big the four. four. Yeah, a career Grand Slam will be in the back of his mind. Um, they're hard to win. Yeah. You know, Arnold Palmer missed out on the PGA. Came second, tied for second three times in the PGA. Didn't win it. But if you can be in your 20s and win a career Grand Slam, that sets you up. Yeah. That sets you up for a real tilt at becoming a legend of the game. 100%. Not just a major winner, but a legend of the game. But... Um, from what I can tell, he's doing everything right to set himself for Augusta Week. The world number one is next, Marco. Dustin Johnson, phenomenal form line so far this season. Um, yep. is just has just got his game where it needs to be this right now. This will sound strange, yeah. but it's the first time we've had a world number one who's better than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, for a while, by, anyway. By definition, Since the world Tiger. number one is better than everybody Since else. Tiger. But he's clearly, yeah, he's tiger-like, yeah. like you say, better than everybody else just at the moment. Yeah. He's the ultimate driving machine. He is, he's still a very, very good wedge player. He's strong. 
Mm. He's not partying anymore, let's put it that way. He's not <laughs> partying anymore. His body is in shape. Uh, his game's in shape. Yeah. Uh, it's just if he putts well, he's going to be right there. And now he's a winner. So he's a, he's a major winner. We saw him win the US Open last year. So... Um, all roads lead to the first tee for this bloke. If, if he if he gets on the first tee and rips a big fade down over the right-hand <laughs> trap, um, um, has a wedge in yeah. and stiffs it and holds the putt, if he birdies the first, I think he's well, look, a runaway. Look out. A runaway winner. Look because out. in my view, he's that much better than everybody yeah, else at the is. moment. It's not funny. I think the man who might be from a similar form line so far mm-hmm. this season is the next player I want to talk about. Jason Day on the, the odds list is next, but we've spoken about him. Yeah, Hideki Matsuyama. Mm, interesting. Yeah, well, because the form line of Hideki Matsuyama earlier on this year... A month ago. ...was as good as anyone we've seen since Tiger. Yeah. Top five finishes, wins, back to back yeah. to back. He was just dominating. Yep. Do you reckon he's setting himself up for the Masters now? <sighs> just You talk about tapering a yeah. little bit. Do you reckon he's just getting himself... Hundred percent right. Um, yeah, I hope he is. Yeah, I really hope. I, he is. I, th- I think you have to these days. Mm. You have to be as fresh as a daisy um, on Thursday at Augusta. Fresh as a daisy. Uh, if you if you're playing four weeks in a row to get ready for Augusta, that doesn't work anymore no. because you're saving the uphill. Basically, it's the uphill <laughs> leg for last. You're already cooked by the time you get there. Uh, that doesn't work. You know, famous Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, all the guys have won it there a lot. They they took the week off beforehand, yeah, freshened did. up, flew in. They had the ability to fly in, play their practice rounds the week before, and be fresh. Um, Hideki, by the looks of things, you know, he's played this week, but he's he's looking good to me. Um, you don't want to go early, and you know we saw Wei Yang become the first Asian player to win a major. Uh, well, the next one on that list is the first Asian player to win the, the Masters. Masters. Uh, that's always another big tick, you yeah. know, to win a to win the U.S. Open or to win, you know, a PGA. Yeah, they'd be the first. But to be the first Asian player, it'd be like Augusta. Yeah. Uh, for Jay- Adam Scott to be the first Australian <laughs> to win at Augusta, magnificent. Uh, you get someone like a Decky if he is the first major, if he's the first uh, Masters winner. It's a totally different ball game. Yep. Totally different ball game. <laughs> so look, he he can certainly he can certainly you know play very very well. My question mark with him is, can he turn it right to left around the corners where you need to? I'm not sure. He's a fader of the golf ball, mm. and that swing with the big paws, it's harder to hit that nice big. Does that hurt Justin Johnson? No, three wood, mate. He's got the three wood. It's a good question you ask, but uh, I, I think we mentioned this a little while ago. He's got the short, and he's got a basically yes. a five wood length three, three wood, wood in yep. the bag, which you, you love. I love it. <laughs> it's forty for folks out there. It's forty two and a quarter inches, which yes. is basically standard five wood length. Yes, which is basically the old three wood length, yeah. you know, from twenty years ago. So it's a very short three wood that he has in so the bag. So you're confident that. Dustin can turn it right to left with his three wood. That is and for accuracy. His yep. driver. He, he will feel like that is his fairway finder. Yeah. All week. All week yep. at Augusta. You'll be able to turn that with precision. Um, I'm staggered more players don't do this. Mm. Absolutely staggered there are more players with a short three wood in the bag. They, they don't need to bang the three wood a million miles, but geez, it's nice to get a three wood out with a short shaft. Um, that you know is a fairway finder. 
And, you know, the three wood to turn it right to left at Augusta, that's what he's got. Um, he's a fader of the golf ball in general terms with his driver. But to be able to have that sneaky little five wood in the bag and be able to turn that around the corners, <sighs> magnificent. Yeah. So that, that's my one question mark with Hideki. Fair yeah. enough. Can he turn it right to left with consistency and accuracy at Augusta? That's my question mark. Pick one of these next five, Marco, yep. and tell me about them. Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, and Justin Thomas. Uh, Ricky Fowler, uh, I reckon he's a, he's a chance. Really? Yep. I, Gee, think, I, hope so. I think he is a chance. Uh, he's starting to shoot some low scores in the right times of tournaments. Uh, and he, he'd fancy himself at Augusta as well. Mm-hmm. He would. Uh, hits the ball a, mil- ball a million miles. And don't underestimate being a crowd favourite. Yes. Um, and they love him. It'll feel like a home game to him. It'll feel like he's wearing the black shorts, mm-hmm. you know, the old terms. You know, no one wears the black shirts anymore <laughs> unless they've got black and white the colours. But he'll be wearing the home shorts at this tournament um, and again gets off to a good start anything's possible yep. I don't think he's I, I still think Dustin Johnson's head and shoulders above him head and shoulders but a good start is required and if he gets off to a good start he might be able to, weigh, to ride the wave yep. uh, to Sunday and right. who knows what happens on the back nine Marco we're going to get to a break shortly yeah. who's your tip two weeks out two weeks out oh, Dustin I don't normally go the favourite yeah. but I just feel like he's and so much better than everybody else it's not funny one from the Hack. Justin Thomas. Yeah. Justin Thomas. Yeah. He's just, uh, I don't know. He's up there, isn't he? He's, yeah. got, he's got a bit of something mm. about him. He's yep. got a bit of something about him. He's got the length. He's got the confidence. Uh, he has the ability to fly in the week before and do the work and be fresh on Thursday as well. So he's my he's my roughie. Yeah. Um, before we get to the break, we yes. talk about um, Ricky Fowler. Yeah. I know we spoke about Jason Day and we spoke about his illness. Yeah. But I want their, their gear at the moment. Gee, I love the way they look at the moment on the golf course. <laughs> Jason Day's Nike apparel yeah. is sensational. Yeah, the talk, way they've kitted him up. Let's talk about it. After I want to talk about I'll it. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you how it works. Yeah. I'll tell you how players get kitted up. Yeah. The big name players for their respective companies. I'll tell you how it works after the break. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you. Terrific to have your company as we talk all things golf. If you miss any of the show, make sure you download the podcast. Just search for the Clubhouse mm. on iTunes and so, you can listen back to anything. The question was before the break uh, about uh, how good the players are looking now. Well, they all have a stylist. They do. So Nike will have a stylist Jason for Jason Day, Day and Tiger Woods. He looks so good. Yeah. Apparel with a new Nike gear. Yeah, the and green. It just makes me want to go out and buy all the Nike gear, <laughs> the which green... I probably will anyway. Yeah, see, these stylists are good, aren't they? Uh, the green pants and the black shirt and the black shoes look sensational. Yeah. The, the I, I, you don't shoes. see too many players doing it. The Nike shoes now for golf, they're it, almost like street shoes, Marco. Oh, they are. They're like skater shoes almost. They and are. And they look so good on these beautiful courses. The yeah. difference is they play on these beautiful courses with no moisture in the deck yeah. so if you or I if I was to go out there and play on my local track they're winter, very muddy straight away straight away they're ruined so I don't want to buy these shoes well, because they, they can't use them here's a master class you've got to have a mudge pair of shoes you do. and you've got to have your, <laughs> your summer shoes so you've got to have at least two yep. pairs of shoes because I just bought a fresh pair of shoes and yeah. I had I saw the beautiful Nike street style Mm. And they had the you know the mesh on top and that sort of thing for breathability and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, is that a word? Breathability. Yeah, breathability works. <laughs> works for us here. But I didn't buy them because I thought in winter my feet are going to get soaked, so I had to buy the leather pair. Mm. And uh, no, you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You, you want to feel nice on the golf course. Do they look good? Well, so the stylist they will actually send the clothes 
to the golf course, all set to go. Yeah. So if, if they've been on tour for a little while, um, Nike will actually put out a picture. Is Jason's Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday attire, and you know all the gear is basically sent to the golf course. Same, they do the same for Sergio Garcia. Yeah, they, they do the same now for um, Jordan Spieth as well yeah. for Under Armour. Thomas as well with the Ralph gear. Do they with do the, the same for Ralph as well? Horse? I'm sure that's style. Have to. It has to be. Be the most styled player in golf with the Ralph Lauren gear. Yeah, him and Tom Watson are the big uh, Ralph Lauren guys yes. these days. I think Billy Horschel is still a Ralph Lauren yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, the, the Ralph gear is great. Um, I'm, it's funny, you know, when you talked about before with the uh, shoes, you know, once upon a time, the spikes, the metal spikes on the bottom of golf shoes, it was, it was ridiculous. But yeah. now that, you know, most golf courses are, um, you know, they have the sand piled up, the spikes have gone the way of the dodo. But the soles of some of these spikeless golf shoes are so good now. It's it's unbelievable. I am now in favour of getting rid of spikes altogether. Just banning them? All together. Do you reckon they should have put that in the new golf rules market? Yep. Yep. I, I reckon... Look, there are some golf courses where you probably need to have soft spikes, but they're winter. They're winter courses that... You know, where you really do need the big soft spikes yeah. screwed in, the ones that look like big spiders on That's the bottom right. of your shoes. Yes. Definitely need them on some winter courses. But just like we saw a banning of metal spikes, I now think there are some golf courses, and courses in the sand belt, mm-hmm. uh, some of the courses up in Sydney that are on sand, and certainly the courses up in Queensland. Um, the golf courses where there is no mud issue, you don't need soft spikes. No. The, the new technologies like you're talking about on the bottom of Nike soles, yep. the shoes that I wear, the Adidas um, Adidas shoes, they are, I've never, like, they are so much better than the stupid s- yeah. spiders <laughs> on the bottom. The spiders don't do anything when it's dry. Yeah. These these Adidas ones that I've got, and, you know, I've got these tiny, it's like a red part of the sole, and then there's a there's another part of the sole with just, like, little knobby things on the bottom. But they are unbelievable, mm. like unslippable, <laughs> unslippable. How good? But how how do you go when you you know you're putting and someone in the front? There might be three guys in front and they've got the big spiders, brand new big spiders on the shoes, and the, you, you're putting across their big intations. I would rather the putt across the old metal spike marks than these huge things that sit on the bottom of some people's shoes. Yeah, that's just me. But I don't think we're far away. I reckon pretty soon we're going to see most golf courses in the world say that, okay, no more soft spikes either. Right. You've just got to use a golf sole yep. with no spikes whatsoever. The, because the old it, Dunlop volley style oh, mate, flat. It's so much better. <laughs> the, you know, the, more, the more research they do, when a green is stressed, yeah, that's when the winter grass pokes through. If you, you know, that's when the poet's called. That's when the poet yeah. comes through the bend. It's when they're stressed. So... I, I know my shoes that I was saying, saying before, the Edicross shoe that I wear, the Edicross 2, um, you can't even see a mark yeah. when I'm walking and across the green. You I, can't see a mark at all. If anyone out there is wearing those spider spikes yeah. and they've got fresh ones in, yes. if you go and step step near a hole and pick up your ball and then pivot near the hole, oh. you should be kicked off the course Correct. immediately. Yeah, that's right. Good call. The pivot with those spider thing ruins. That's right. Ruins the green. They should be. You should be yoinked off the golf course yep. <laughs> if you're doing that sort of stuff. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Yep. No, anyway. I think that's got to happen pretty soon. Actually, sooner rather than later, because the technology is caught up with the game, and now yes. spikes aren't required if your <laughs> golf course 
is pretty dry. Yeah. Not required whatsoever. We're going to get to a break, Marco. Your masterclass is next. I'm setting you a challenge mm-hmm. for the masterclass because yeah, you talked on. before about the masters fading and drawing the golf ball. Yeah. I want you to put it into layman's terms right next. Up. No worries. How you can turn a golf ball. Easy. That's coming up. Stick around. This is the clubhouse. Marco's Masterclass. Time to get a free golf lesson from the number one teacher in golf on radio. We do it each and every week with Mark Allen, all for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Hit the golf course, play golf at Club Mandalay, clubmandalay.com.au. And you can save 10% too when you use the code CMGOLF when booking online. When I teach people to turn the ball right to left or left to right, and this is all done for right-handers, so apologies left-handers, but just reverse it. I always talk about tennis. So if you're trying to hit a topspin lob, the racket comes from below, mm-hmm. rises up, hits the ball with a shut racket. And because you're going up, the ball actually goes up a little bit. You roll a little bit with your wrists to hit that topspin forehand. Uh-huh. And the ball goes up and spins one way and ducks down Jumps over down. the net beautifully. That's right. When you're hitting a volley, you want to hit the volley with a cut. So the Ball, the racket starts from the top. It's an open club, uh, open racket face. Excuse me. You hit down, mm-hmm. and you want that ball to spin low. So you hit this nice low bouncing volley and stuffs your opponent. It's exactly the same for golf. All you've got to do, and this is the easiest bit, I think, is you got to. If you want to hit a draw right to left, you just got to aim right a little bit and basically roll your hands. Yeah. And if rolling the hands isn't enough to do it, then at the start of your swing, close the club face just a little bit. Not just by rolling your hands, but by turning the club in your hands at address. Mm-hmm. So aim right, turn the club a little bit closed, so it points a little bit left, and then roll the hands. You've got to practice it because it works differently for everybody at all different levels. But rolling the hands with a shut club face will get the ball to turn. Now, if you want to hit the fade, that's just completely the opposite. You aim left, and what you do on the way through is you don't roll the face. You try and keep the blade open now what you think you're doing and what you're really doing in this game are two totally different things i implore you to have a friend in slow-mo with your uh, iphone or your other device uh, in slow-mo film a few from right in front Mm -hmm. because you'll find that what you're feeling like you're doing holding the club open it doesn't really look like it you might have to feel like you're holding it open a lot to get it to turn at all but again if you are having trouble turning it aim left and roll the club face open a little bit in the hands and then try and hold the club face open. So it's exactly the same as tennis, folks. You roll the racket head or you hold the racket head to hit the uh, top spin or the back spin. It's exactly the same when you hit a golf ball. I want to ask you about the back swing, Marco, mm-hmm. when you're doing this. Yeah. Because quite often mentally in my head when I'm trying to hit a fade or trying to hit a draw, yeah. I feel like when I'm hitting the fade, my, my swing comes away from my body a little bit more in order to cut the club inside it. Yes, that's not a bad way of doing it either. There are many, many ways. And then when I'm hitting a draw, I feel like yep. I'm bringing my club face further behind me in yep. my backswing. Yep. And then as I'm bringing the club through, I'm shutting the club face and bringing it around, almost like a more of a narrow yeah. swing. There are many ways to do it. Is that that's, that's the not, worst way to do it? If it works for you, I'd continue. But try the other way. You've got less consistency try, doing yeah, that. I, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So I, like, there are many ways to do it. Colin Montgomery... All right, my mate, Colin Montgomery. Big Monty. <laughs> Don't get me started. All he used to do to hit a draw or a fade was turn his left hand. So if he wanted a draw, he would turn the left hand, his top hand, on top of the club, yep. around to the right. And if he wanted a fade, he would put it under the club. That's all he'd do. Yep. Just aim left or aim right. Uh, I'm a big believer in the aim left, aim right deal. 
because you can basically keep the same backswing and just it's a little bit different through impact. Yeah. And if you practice that, you're not changing your backswing. You're keeping your backswing consistent, but you're just changing the way your hands go through impact. I think that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. So aim right for a draw, aim left for a fade, and roll the hands for a draw, and hold the club face open for a fade. Pretty simple. Around a golf with your mates, play golf at Club Mandalay. Book online at clubmandalay.com.au. Save 10% off when using the code CMGOLF. Hey, uh, when you're hitting that fade as well, uh, it doesn't go as far. So take yeah. an extra club. And when yeah. you're hitting the draw, it's going to run and fly a long way. So That's take right. a less club as well. Hey, Marco, thanks for that. Catch you next week, buddy we'll boy. see you next week. Hopefully week you'll be off five. <laughs> we'll see. Take it easy.